Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome back. It's the Weekend Grind Podcast. As always, I'm Josh, Sir Giant, with my co-host, Travis, Mr. Chalk, the man goat, man gone. So many nicknames now, Travis. So many nicknames. How are you doing today, man? Good, good. Uh, yeah, uh, excited for another MLB sleep, but just ready for football around the corner, man. We have a, it's a preseason coming up here. So we have a nice, uh, we have a nice slate for the, the, you know, week two. Uh, so just excited for, uh, excited for that, you know, just tons of DFS sports to keep playing. So I can't wait. Yeah. And I was in uh, Chicago last weekend for the, uh, WFBC for FanDuel, all the guys just, they could not wait for football. Everyone's just talking about it. It's just such a, a great feeling when you feel that fall weather coming in, you know, DFS football's coming around the corner and just as a football fan in general, you got to get excited. Uh, if you haven't played fantasy football yet, uh, daily fantasy football yet, it's a whole different animal than season long. It's so much fun. So definitely make sure you get some action in for week one and enjoy it. Uh, Travis, would you say that football is one of your uh, favorite DFS sports? Uh, yeah, it's definitely like one of the top ones uh, for sure. Definitely. Uh, I'm trying to think like between that and like basketball is really fun to sweat uh, just because it's like, you know, your your scoreboard's always lighting up. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably it's one of my definitely one of my favorites for sure. One of my favorite sports of all. Yeah, uh, you know, definitely, definitely, like I said, different. And you're a man of many sports. I know you're always talking to me about your golf lineups and your soccer lineups and your. Well, not always so- soccer. I just chased the overlay today <laughs> and then pick them. I was like, why not? So uh, I saw a tweet from uh, from uh, Hesh. He was like, uh, "There's overlay in soccer," and I was like, "All right, let me go chase this." And then I, uh, you know, I pulled up some pulled up some stuff and I don't know rotor grinder stuff and figured it out uh, hey why not let's throw a train in here and try and chase some overlay yeah you should definitely follow hesh uh hambaza on twitter from rotor grinders uh hesh great guy uh i remember meeting him a couple of years ago at the the rotor grinders uh party that they had in vegas him he and i actually uh shared a cab on the on the way back to the airport uh from the hotel from the mgm which was a lot of fun really got to know him a little bit and talk to him great guy uh yeah so uh you know preseason he is here for nfl but we still got a lot of baseball left travis we're going into some august baseball we got some september baseball coming up uh how do you usually handle this now because the issue is we got some teams that's really nothing to play for and uh you know some teams that have a lot to play for trying to get a playoff spot locked up and you get some call-ups too around this time because they want to see what some some of the guys in their farm system could do so uh how do you usually handle late late uh, season baseball like this travis yeah, so some teams are really, really bad now, like the New York Mets. Uh, man, my Mets are horrible. Um, they just traded away Curtis Granderson, uh, so they are just a uh, absolute mess. So, like, there's just teams that are just, like they're totally different now. Uh, you know, uh, a team like the Tigers, they're a little, you know, if they lost JD Martinez, so they're different. And, like, you're going to see, like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, like, a team like the Mets, like, as the season goes on, like, uh, like Cespedes starts getting more days off, right? Because they got nothing to play for. Like, you're going to see teams just start punting, right? And just sending up guys and, Hey, uh, 
Maybe Tim Tebow gets the call up. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked though. But I, a lot of these teams are really going to start just giving up. Like uh, you know, you, you could see we've already seen like Pablo Sandoval back clean up for the Giants some nights. Like I mean, you're just going to start seeing some ugly lineups, and those are ones to attack. And uh, you know, people might look at a lineup like say the Giants and say, oh, you know, they strike out. You know, they don't strike out a ton. But when they pull up all these new guys, uh, you know, they they they're not the same Giants, right? So there's going to be teams that they change and uh, we have to make sure that our uh, you know our own opinions uh, are not from like you know April May June and we're just still having like bias over that yeah for sure uh, certain guys that were great plays earlier in the season could kind of become a non-factor now we'll see a lot of new names pop up too uh, I've already been playing guys of, of you know with names that I, I hadn't recognized I had to go back and dig into their minor league stats or their previous stats you know when they were in the big leagues like, like you said that Mets lineup is way different now uh, especially now they got rid of Granderson too. They got rid of Jay Bruce earlier. So uh, these lineups are definitely going to certainly change, and you're, you're going to have to keep an eye on these lineups and see how they come out. You're going to see some wacky lineups come out. And uh, I think the best way to do it is, is like Travis said, attack uh, you know, the Pablo Sandoval's batting cleanup when they're like dirt cheap and stuff like that. Take advantage of that. And uh, if you want to trim down your action a little bit, if you're not sure about any of these guys or making your lineups, you know that that's fine too. Since we're we're coming into NFL season, the NBA is right around the corner. It's daily fantasy. We always preach bankroll management here at Roto Grinders. So that's something you should definitely focus on. If you don't know really know much about. Uh, Bankroll management, you go ahead and check out the Roto Academy. There's some good articles there on bankroll management, how to you know keep yourself afloat playing Daily Fantasy and uh, find a way to, to be successful consistently and, and not have to keep redepositing and going through that cycle again. So definitely something you should, should be interested in is bankroll management and practicing that too. So that's, that's something to look at. Uh, but yeah, I mean, baseball's here. We're going to keep enjoying it though while it's here. Uh, before we uh, dive into this, go ahead and give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. So we got a big slate here, Travis. Lots of games. What, we got eleven games here on a Saturday. Uh, yeah, I think it's eleven. Uh, yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, yeah, eleven games. Yeah, it's locking the seven oh five p.m. Eastern time. As you see, we did this podcast a little bit later in the morning than we normally do, just because of that late lock. We figured you guys, uh, you know, no, no, no need to put it out three four a.m. If, if the lineups are locking this late, so uh, you guys got plenty of time to get these lineups in. And uh, we're glad to be a part of your research process. But uh, what do you say we dive right in, Travis? You know, we usually start with the pitching. Want to hop into the pitching analysis? Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the pitching. So uh, yeah, the pitching's really good today. Um, it's uh, the the real debate is uh, you know uh, Steven Strasburg or Chris Sale. That's kind of the conversation I think you're going to have. Like at the top, those are, like the two main guys we're really going to discuss a lot. Uh, so uh, for me, like I mean, you can also say like Zach Ranky's in the conversation too, right? He's in there, but I'm going to take him out of it and just say, hey, it's like a you know you pick between Sale and Strasburg. Uh, Strasburg right off the DL, you know, getting the uh, San Diego Padres. That's just a team that uh, we love to attack, right? Uh, but I think for me, it's going to be Chris Sale. I think I'd rather just go that route um, and call it a day. Uh, I don't want to worry about, you know, Strasburg right off the DL and whatnot. Uh, I'm curious if he's got a pitch count. That's something we don't uh, don't know. Let me see if there is one. I should have probably looked it up. Hang on. Steven Strasburg. I don't know, though. You know how Dusty Baker is, man. He just kind of, uh, you know, lets his pitchers fly. So, uh, huh. 
I can't find it right now, Josh, but I think for me, I'm going sale at this point. If I can, if I knew that Strasburg was going, going more, it'd be in the conversation. But what about you, Josh? What are you thinking of doing at the top of pitching? You know, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to play a lot of cash on this slate just because of uh, you know, the fact that it's a core slate and there's also pitching to pay up for. It's just going to be hard to kind of crack that code and figure out which way you want to go because salary cap is a thing, right, Travis? We always say that salary cap is a thing. So uh Strasburg's definitely my top tournament option love that pivot off of sale and tournaments uh but yeah if I was going to play cash I can't see myself going any other route other than sale uh you know on on FanDuel as my only pitcher and on a site like DraftKings having him as my SP1 I think that's the best route to go would be Chris yes yeah, so I, I I can't find a pitch count on Strasburg I can't uh yeah I'm not seeing anything on this so I don't know something to watch for throughout the day and uh you know make sure to make sure uh everything's fine but yeah I think it's sale for me I'm still gonna play cash I think I kind of like when you have uh you know other options at the top people make people make poor decisions uh sometimes right they can go a different option and mess things up and uh you know and then with cores in there too people can also look for a cheaper pitcher and uh for me i'm probably just gonna be like hey i want uh i want uh chris sale unless there's something that ends up popping off that i missed right with a cheap pitcher that makes you know cores work but i don't think so um I don't think that's going to end up being the case, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll keep going through. What about Granky for you? Are you interested in him? I think he's interesting in tournaments against Minnesota, uh, and, and he gets a nice ballpark upgrade. Do you have any interest in Granky? I think for tournaments, he makes some sense. Yeah, I was just looking at him, and definitely in tournaments for sure, there's definitely some interest. Now, uh, this Minnesota team strikes out. The strikeout rate as a team is 21.9%. Their righty, their right-handed hitter strike out at a rate of 30%. So huge, huge strikeout rate for the righties on this team. That's where Zach Greinke thrives against righties. But, um, you know, it's interesting this season, as opposed to previously in his career, you, you see pretty even splits on the strikeout rates and his walk rates here, like 28.6%, strikeout rate against righties and lefties, 52 against righties for the walk rate, 56 against lefties. So, you know, you're seeing you're seeing very similar numbers here against righties and lefties for Grinky. His ISO, his allowed ISO, is actually lower against lefties than it is against righties, which is a nice reverse split to have, especially in a ballpark like Minnesota. So, uh, I, I imagine he faces a lot of lefties and switch hitters in this lineup because that's usually the lineup that they roll out. Um, I could see Granky being a top tournament option, just you know, in cash, just because of how uh, how streaky these Minnesota hitters can be, and uh, they they can end up uh, they can end up I think hurting Granky a little bit. I I think I'd stay away in cash. I think it's just easier to just go with sale and, and eat the chalk there. But uh, in, in tournaments, I think that Granky is a fantastic play. Do you, do you agree with that, Travis? Uh, yeah, and uh, I didn't see uh, I didn't see man Granky's higher than Strasburg on uh, DraftKings. I was looking at Fandle before on that, so I guess they all are in like the same. Uh, I guess uh, that's interesting uh, between Fandle and whatnot. Because I was looking at that site, so uh, yeah, don't mind me. I'm just rambling, trying to figure this out. Uh, looking at the, uh, I just didn't realize that was it with Granky that that was his salary. So uh, really interesting that he's eleven uh, seven, just more than Strasburg. Don't really like. Uh, don't really like seeing that, but hey, that makes him a good tournament option, right? Just I hate paying that price tag for him mostly. Uh, I, I mostly like getting that price tag on Fanduel. It's like nice, like nine eight. Uh, just feels like a good tag. But yeah, for I, I guess Josh rank them. Like, how are you going to go them? Uh, like, wait, say say salary wasn't a thing, right? Uh, I mean, it is a thing, but uh, actually, now we can't do that. Like, let's just say who, who rank your pitchers on DraftKings, right? Rank uh, Sale, Granky, and Strasburg. How are you going to take them? Well, I just want to point out the fact that Sale is uh, miles ahead in cap on DraftKings as opposed to the other two pitchers, like Sale's 14.1K and then drops down to Greinke for 11.7 and Strasburg for 11 even. 
Um, for, if we're going to you know factor in best point per dollar options here, uh, I'd probably go uh, Strasburg, Sale, and then Granke. That's probably the ranking I would go. How about you? Man, I'm just going sale, like, and I don't care. And then uh, I'll find someone else, like, to pair with him for cheap, I guess, on, like, DraftKings, even though, and, like, on Fandle, too, like, they're just too close in salary. Like, uh, just to, like, break it down for you, it's 11.5 for sale, 10.4 for Strasburg, and then 9.8 for Granky. So um, it's pretty interesting the way it goes. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm going sale first. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to lean. Oh, it's tough. Uh, I hate taking guys right off the DL. I really do. So I want to get word on like a pitch count and whatnot and see like what they're going to end up doing with him. Um, but I think I'm going to lean with, uh, we go, I'll, I'll go with Granky over uh, Strasburg, I think actually, because it's a good ballpark upgrade. And I, I kind of like him in tournaments. I think uh, Granky's got some upside here in this spot. Let's talk about ballpark upgrade. Look at that upgrade for Strasburg. Come on now. No, I know. I get it. I get it. I, I, I really hate taking pitchers off the DL, man. Like, it's not something I normally do. So uh, Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, I don't know. I like that. It's hard for me to make that decision at, like, this early in the morning. It's, like, something I, like, more so can decide earlier, uh, later in the day, once I've gotten more news. We normally get at least some kind of news from a manager or something just to hear how he is, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, I just, I hate taking, like, first starts off the DL. It's normally something I don't like doing. I do know how my favorite SP2 is on DraftKings. All right, who's your favorite SP2? How about Colin McHugh going against Oakland here? Yeah, uh, it makes sense, right? Uh, Oakland, you know, they they strike out against righties. Uh, McHugh's been a guy who's been kind of like off and on, right? Like he's had, uh, you know, he's had some good starts, had some okay starts, but uh, I don't know. I guess I, I'll, I'll probably do it, right? Like I think it's something I'm going to do. Like I don't love the SP2s today. Uh, that's kind of the thing. There's not, there's no one that sticks off off the page. Uh problem is i guess for me is like a sam McHugh combo right let's throw that in 3450 for your last spot so uh that'll make some things kind of difficult for me personally on like DraftKings. uh but i, I get i get wanting to go him right uh, McHugh two on fanville he is 7800 so yeah like i understand going McHugh here i think it's a good play uh well sell me on McHugh more i mean I, I like him but i give me Talk to me more well, about Well, it. here's my case about McHugh, okay? So he's going against Oakland, as you mentioned. 20, uh, 25.4% strikeout rate as a team here. Um, strikeout a whole whole lot. Uh, McHugh's strikeout rate against Rays this season, 29.9%. That's absolutely elite right there. That's that's in the elite range for strikeout rates. Walk rate's down at 6% against righties. And, um, you know, against lefties, you see a little bit of a dip. You see, like, 16% strikeout rate, 9.8% walk rate. Uh, but the sample size is a bit smaller against lefties, so I think that will at least even out a little bit. His Sierra against righties, 2.27, you know, nice and solid there, too. Uh, his fly ball rate is the main concern at 48.8% against righties. But uh, with that strikeout rate and that upside and this Oakland team, you know, they they do have some guys that have some pop in their bat, and we do like to target them sometimes when they're super cheap. But I think that if we're looking for a guy to come out at like a mid mid range price on DraftKings for an SP two, I think McHugh is the guy to go with. Just because, like I said, the matchup is just great, and uh, he does have that strikeout upside, strikeout ability. So you get a guy with good strikeout ability against a team that strikes out a lot. Uh, that that's the route that I, I would I would like to go. Um, you know, he's also a very heavy favorite too. Vegas has him on the money line minus one hundred and seventy for the Astros. So they're they're a very heavy favorite here, and. Um, you know, there's just a lot of factors that, that go into this. And like you said, you know, once you drop down beyond the elite pitching options, things kind of get a little uh, little murky here. So I think McHugh is, is a safe, the safest option out of the bunch here for an SP2. 
Yeah, he definitely preaches safety. I think I think it's like uh, one of those guys that you can definitely have some confidence in. And uh, uh, Vegas, they have uh, the A's at a four point zero nine run total, which uh, you know that's obviously something to have uh, you know have some confidence in and whatnot. So yeah, uh, I, I think he's a guy to definitely consider uh, uh, to play for sure. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think if that's definitely the SB two I want. I'm curious. Uh, man, Matt Moore was chalk yesterday. Is Ty Black going to be chalk again against the <laughs> Phillies? Like, I, I mean, oh gosh, I, I get why Matt Moore was though. I mean, the price tag was the price tag was very appealing on uh, DraftKings. He was only five k, like, uh, and you wanted to get Scherzer in there, and then Scherzer was scratched. And with Scherzer being scratched, people just pivoted to Kluber, and then even people that couldn't get Scherzer in, uh, the people that couldn't pivot to uh, from Scherzer uh, to Kluber because Kluber locked at eight fifteen. They got stuck playing Matt Moore. So Matt Moore had a bunch of ownership and that was frustrating having Kluber and Matt Moore outperforming Kluber on Fandle. So that was frustrating. But uh, you know, you guys don't want to hear me rant about that, but uh, it was pretty funny, but, but yeah, I, I do mean, want to, I do want to point out about Ty Black here. Um, I don't know if you, you know what he did last time he faced the Phillies this season, but he threw a complete game shutout, struck out four, and uh, put up thirty three point one DraftKings points. So I mean, he, he had, oh man, that's he, that's gross. Yeah, so he absolutely yeah. dominated them the last time out, and he's at home, which is a nice park upgrade for pitchers. Now Ty Ty is a guy that pitches to contact. You know, there's, there's no there's no misconception that he's a strikeout pitcher. I mean, last last game that he threw against Miami. Uh, he struck out one hitter in six innings. You know, the game before that, he struck out three hitters in seven innings. So definitely not not a strikeout pitcher. I don't think he struck out more than four ever in a game. Oh no, he had that one. He had that one big game against Cleveland where he struck out. Uh, he struck. Oh, San Diego. He struck out seven, but that's San Diego. You know, his so. K his K percentage is twelve point zero percent against righties with a four hundred nine plate appearance sample size, and against lefties nine point two. Like uh, <laughs> he's just a guy. I'm not like uh, I, I'm not going to be rostering him. If right? he was five K uh, on DraftKings, I think he's considered. If he was 5k it would become a conversation right because sales so expensive and it helps get some bats in uh it would be more of a conversation so yeah no do not like if matt moore was 7-1 yesterday i don't think people would have been playing Matt. no moore. absolutely not I'd, I'd rather just pay the extra 1200 for colin McHugh here you know if I'm- yep yep exactly i think that's the way you take it i think those are like uh that's definitely i think the sp2 that we uh are going to have the most interest in you know who's an sp2 i want to have interest in but i'm gonna i'm gonna struggle to have interest in him is kevin gaussman i uh, would love to play him right i would love to uh i like i like his stuff and what he's done but it's against the angels i mean the angels offense has been uh, pretty good recently and they're just a team that doesn't strike out a ton and they get a huge park upgrade that's the other thing and the uh, last time gaussman was uh, against uh the angels he only had 10 uh, fantasy points so like that's something that obviously people are going to see and be a little worried about and uh, i mean i'm a little worried about too but i'm worried about it because obviously uh you know I mean, he had six strikeouts in 5.1 innings, but uh, like I said, the big ballpark upgrade is nice for the Angels, and the strikeouts, I don't see them being there as much. Uh, yeah, he got the six strikeouts the last time, but uh, I don't know. I'm a little worried about going like a Gaussman. Could you see him being an interesting tournament option, uh, Josh? I'm just going to stay away from Gaussman here. We pick him in the right spots, and we said earlier in the year, like, you know, we think he has some good stuff, but he's very specific to certain matchups. And uh, I just don't think this is a matchup that I want to have any shares of Gaussman, and especially for the fact that his price is caught up. When he was like 6.5 early in the year and we got him a good matchup, you know, it made sense. But the, the Angels just do not strike out a ton, you know, and that's something that uh, we've seen throughout, you know, throughout the season. It's, it's hard to target pitchers against them. While they might have an efficient outing, they're not going to rack up the strikeout upside that we're used to seeing, you know. So if it was like Chris Sale or like, you know, Kluber or a guy who has a ton of upside, a ton of strikeout upside, then maybe I think that could off balance the fact that they don't strike out a lot, that low strikeout rate. But for Gaussman, he's just not a guy that I feel like is going to go out and just absolutely dominate the Angels here, you know. 
Yeah, no, I, I get it too. Uh, I think I think I think you said it best uh, with say when you said uh, we take Gaussman in the right spots. I think that 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 was kind of uh, saying it best. That's kind of how you work with Gaussman right now. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. How about Jose Barrios? Any interest there? I don't know. I'm throwing names out there. It's not a SP two. It's not a spot where the SP twos are uh, you know amazing. So I'm just throwing out ideas here. Uh, we just like Barrios's talent. Uh, is there any reason to play him or no? Uh, I mean, I could see it. Like, I'm not going to talk you off of the Jose Barrios and tournaments play. You know, you just got to keep in mind that he's going against the D-backs, and they could get hot at any time and drop a bunch of runs. Their implied run total is almost at five. We also yeah, have, you know. That's we, the problem. Right. I don't know. I, like, and here's the other thing. It's uh, it's kind of hot there, like 80, 80 degrees, degrees, wind blowing yeah, out 80 miles yeah. an hour, and it's one of those spots where they have really good lefties, and I know it's, like, not a good ballpark for lefty power, but they have all those power righties, right? Like, they have, like, a uh, Goldschmidt and J.D. Martinez, and they, like, even Pollock, right? Pollock's got some pop at his bat. Like, those righties, uh, I get, like, Barrios is a good pitcher, right? But, uh, you know, that's a good ballpark for, uh, you know, right-handed right-handed uh, hitters, so that's something. I don't know. but That, that run total, too, to says a lot, but I just figured I'd throw it out there as an idea because it's, uh, you know, He's just he's he's more talented than other guys in this range. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But you know, and also I just want to point out the fact that uh, you know the Arizona righties here, uh, which is where Barrios is the strongest, is against righties. Uh, the Arizona righties, two hundred seven ISO, three forty seven will, but three thirty one BABIP. That's like the huge number right there. That three thirty one BABIP. So when they put the ball in play, man, you know they they really get it out there, and that that walk rate at nine point one percent too, nice and patient. And uh, Barrios has had some struggles with with uh, his control over the season. Not so much against righties, more against lefties. But um, I've definitely seen him, you know, go out there and, and walk a few hitters, get himself in jams. So that'd be something to be concerned about. Now, Travis, I, I got a crazy off the board idea that I know that you're going to say no immediately to. Not just for the fact that it's probably not the best DFS play uh, in general, and it's kind of ugly, but uh, for the fact that you're just you hate the Yankees. But how about CC Sabathia? I know he's got some knee pain going on, and they're, they're worried about that popping back up. But he seems. Uh, healthy and ready to go they're saying so i'm trying to like you know find a way to go really off the board here and if we look here at the two games that cc has thrown against the red sox this season he's 2-0 and and averages 24.2 DraftKings points per game against boston this season he's only 6800 nice and cheap too for an sb2 and uh you know I, I know that these boston bats are good you know i know that they can hit but apparently cc has had their number this season and this is a very very important game for the yankees uh, they're they're fighting for this division right now, and they do not they do not want to you know come in second place and and uh, and fall apart here. So uh, you know they're clawing their way back, and, and because of that, with that extra narrative of them really needing to win this game, uh, and CC, you know what? Like as much as you know, as much as people talk about how he's older now and he's not as good as he used to be, he's really he's a big game pitcher, and the Yankees always trust him on the mound in a big game situation like this. He's a veteran. He knows how to handle these situations. Now, listen, I'm not saying is going to go out there and strike out a ton of hitters, but I'm saying there's there's no reason to think he doesn't go out there and throw a nice, efficient game and get the win for the Yankees, quality start perhaps, and uh, pay off this price tag on DraftKings as an SP2. Uh, what do you think, Travis? Uh, that sounds that sounds like not a fun night to me. Uh, I'd rather pass on the slate. Rather play some NASCAR. Rather chase some soccer. <laughs> over There's no way I'm playing CC. I don't care, man. I'm not a CC fan. I never play him. Uh, 
I, I the, the, the Red Sox just don't strike out a lot. Like it just doesn't make sense to me to play to play them. Like uh, it's not going to work out for me. Not going to be a play I do. Uh, I, I guess maybe your argument is a leverage playoff sale, but I don't even know. Like I'm trying to think it through, but I don't know. I think your job. I think your homerism of the Yankees and needing a big win today is is, is coming through <laughs> a little bit, Josh. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There are not a lot of pitchers down here that we're in love with. Uh, I want to ask you about one guy who has strikeout upside that's cheap. Again, he's really risky. Uh, it's Rafael Montero. Uh, I know you've, you've, you, you, I think you like him a little bit. I think you're kind of like the strikeout upside he possesses. Are you, is he a guy you're going to play? Yeah, he strikes out right. He's a ton, you know, and that's like, that's something that I think he gets overlooked for. The, the problem is he's so frustrating because he'll come out, strike out a bunch of hitters, and then he'll walk a lot of hitters too. He, he that, let's see what his walk rate is. Hang on. I ha- I'll have it open one he, He's like, he's like almost a walk for like a 30, like pitch inning like he right he just gets himself incredible it's so frustrating to watch because like you know like he'll strike out two hitters editing but also walk like four hitters and give up a run you know what i mean so like he always like balances like two steps forward one step back and it's like just trying to get some traction going with him uh you're still waiting for that kind of like big game where he breaks out and really puts up a huge huge number you know because that 24.4 percent strikeout rate to righties is real that 19.6 percent strikeout rate to lefties is good um, you know, he's a ground ball pitcher, too, so that should help him, too. The only issue that he has is that is that really, like, you know, that, that walking issue. And uh, Miami as a team, they walk at a 7.6% walk rate, you know, so not they're not, like, the most patient hitters, but they're not, you know, chasing around either. So uh, And they also don't strike out a ton, like 17.2% strikeout rate as a team. Uh, like... We're probably going to see a good few lefties in this lineup. We'll see some D Gordon, some Yelich. We'll see some uh, Dietrich. Like uh, some, I think Tillis is a switch hitter. Yep. So uh, we'll see some guys hitting from the other side. I don't know, man. Like, how cheap is he on? Let's see what he is. What is he on DraftKings here? Um, he's five point uh, seven. Okay, yeah, I can see you doing that in tournaments, especially. And he's going against Worley too. And Worley's absolute trash. Like this guy, I can't believe Worley still has a job, like in Major League Baseball. I can't believe he's more expensive than Montero either on DraftKings. But, um, yeah, like there's a good chance that Montero gets the win here. You know, against against Worley. So I I wouldn't and and that uh, Washington. I mean Miami uh, bullpen, not Washington. Uh, so yeah. I, I could see Montero in tournaments for 5.7. Just the fact that he's so cheap, you can pair him with Sale and you can load up on bats and just hope that he doesn't absolutely get himself into crazy jams and destroy his night. If you, I mean, at this price, what do you really need? I have him, like, what, 12 DraftKings points? You'd be good with that, right? Yeah, I kind of think that's what I'm going to do in my DraftKings tournaments. Uh, don't know for sure. Like, I think I'm going to do a Sale on Montero, and at least that's what I'm looking at now. And that gets me uh, 3,775 for my last couple spots. Uh, so, I don't know. Right now, that's kind of what I'm thinking as a... Uh, as an idea, so uh, we'll see. I just—it's mainly because of the upside if he can show, right? Uh, I don't absolutely love him. That's kind of the problem. Like I just hate how he can walk batters. And uh, the other issue is, man, he's going to get Giancarlo Stanton. That just feels like a free. Like I, if I wish Montero would just save his walks for Stanton, right? Just, 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 <laughs> just use your walks on Stanton only. Like if you could. That'd be great, like, uh, and then, you know, we'll just call it a day and then strike out the other guys. But, uh, yeah, I am worried, obviously, about Stanton on the other side, especially with a guy who can walk a ton of batters, and then Stanton could just hit one out of the park, three-run homer, uh, could be a disaster. But, uh, yeah, not not in love with the SB2s here. Is, is there anything else you want to talk about, Josh, or want to head over to hitting now? Well, I just want to also point out, Montero struck out five or more hitters in the last eight of his ten games, so... Um, you know, that's that's pretty solid, too. The strikeout upside's there. Um, but, yeah, I think we're good on pitchers here. Like, 
Uh, I think that we're on the same page that sale is the top cash game option for sure, if not the top option on the slate. But because salary cap is a thing, uh, we differ a little bit where I'm going to pivot probably to more Strasburg and Greinke. But like I said, I'm probably going to play mostly tournaments, really. I'm not going to play much cash. Um, and I think that we both agreed that McHugh is a, a great SP2 option, right, on DraftKings? Uh, yeah, I think he's, yeah, I mean, it seems like he's the SP2 I would want in cash. Uh, I don't think I'm going to play cash on um I don't think I'm going to play cash on DraftKings today. I don't know yet for sure. Uh, I think I'm going to do tournaments only, uh, but I'm going to play on FanDuel. Uh, just going to load up on Chris Sale. But it seems like Salem on McHugh is the combo to go in cash on DraftKings. The, uh, look for the like look for the salary cap savers, right? And I think we'll have those on this slate. I think it's going to end up happening. So, uh, yeah, just be on the lookout for that. All right. Yeah, I think we're good now on pitchers. We will move on. The hitter's first stop is always the catcher position. Now, if you guys, uh, you know, are new listening to us, um, we usually just look for some cheap catchers with lots of pop in the bat and correlate to the rest of our lineups. Catcher is usually a position uh, that doesn't have a lot of depth. You know, you don't see a lot of great hitting catchers this season, so you just kind of find a way to correlate them to the rest of the bats in your lineup. But uh, with that, Travis, kick us off here at catcher with the bats. Uh, is there anything you're looking at at catcher? Oh, wait, there's one pitcher we didn't mention I want to mention real quick. Uh, just Because uh, uh, the Giants lineup is not as good as it is and they struggle a lot more and it's a good ballpark upgrade for Jared Eikhoff, I would want to be considering him uh, for sure as a tournament option too. So I wanted to mention him real quick. Uh, forgot to mention him. I uh, don't think he's an option that we should sleep on. He's 7.9K and I, I get the idea of just saying, hey, let me go up to uh, Colin McHugh instead, right? Uh, but yeah, that, that, I think McHugh's gonna have a ton of ownership, right? So I think uh, that's just a pivot off of him that we could easily do. So just want to mention him again, uh, real quick. So all right, uh, moving on to catcher. Uh, yeah, so you talked about catcher. Uh, yeah, not a slate where I'm gonna be all in on a lot of these catchers. Uh, there's not not a ton to love. Uh, I think if I can get Coors exposure to like a Manny Pena or Luke Roy, I would love to do that. Just don't know if I'll be able to, because uh, I'm you know I'm playing a lot of Chris Sale, so it's gonna be hard to make some things work. Uh, Cheap guy, I think uh, Tyler Flowers on FanDuel specifically, he's got a really cheap price tag of uh, 2.7K. So, uh, you know, he's popping for me. Uh, he's a guy that I would definitely be uh, having some interest in here in this spot. Uh, also, we, uh, you know, if JT Ramuto gets a decent lineup spot, I wouldn't hate him against Montero. Uh, Ramuto's like, you know, like we talked about Montero uh, as a guy that, you know, he can struggle and like walk some guys. And if I'm looking for a cash game guy like that, I mean, uh, Ramuto's a guy that he could easily get on by, like, you know, a couple walks, a couple hits. Uh, and, you know, he's got just powerful bats in that lineup to help him out, too, so I wouldn't hate him. We talked about how bad Vance Worley, Worley is, and he's bad, right? Uh, so Travis D'Arno, if he gets a good lineup spot, I wouldn't hate punting with him, just straight up punting, uh, you know, punt your catcher and get, like, a cheap guy in there to help you fit in the other bats that you want. Sure, that makes some sense. And then uh, Robinson Chirinos, uh, he gets a not a great lineup spot, right? Nine holes, not the, not, not our favorite, but uh, against Derek Holland, I mean, this is a guy that he could easily take deep. So, uh, you know, there's some... There's some options to consider. Not a lot that I love, but uh, how about you, Josh? Who do you like a catcher? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a tough slate for catcher right now. We'll see how the lines roll out later. But uh, I know he gets a park downgrade, but Matt Waiters is absolutely so much better against lefties. And um, gets gets a good matchup here against Travis Wood. So I, I think that uh, Waiters is certainly in play. 3.3K on DraftKings is a fantastic price. I'm sure he's super cheap on FanDuel, too. Let me, let me look real quick. Yeah, he's 2-4. Um, he's, he's another guy popping a little for me. I'm not, like, not in love with it, but he you could play him, too, I think, and I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, 2.4K on FanDuel. I mean, just super cheap if you want a nice cheap catcher. I do like Pena, as he mentioned, and uh, I, I think that he, he's a fine playing course. Um, 
you know, you, you just you're trying to save. We said like you know, a catcher, so you want to look for these cheap guys that correlate. I think that I will have some good exposure to um, this Coors game. I'm going to try to at least you know with the pitching options, and uh, Pena would be an, a nice fit into that build. And uh, you also mentioned Tyler Flowers. I do like Tyler Flowers a lot too. I think that he's a fine play. And uh, yeah, I mean it's just it's tough. You can't play Gary the Goat here against Sale, which is not going to do that, you know. So uh, that takes him off the list. Just find the cheapest guy that that fits your lineups. I'm, I'm probably what I'm going to do, Travis, is I'm going to build the rest of my lineup first, and then whatever I have left in cap, I'm just going to try to find a catcher to fit that. That's probably <laughs> catcher is probably the last position yeah. I'm filling on this slate. Yeah, I mean that's fine by me. I don't think that's a bad approach. Uh, I definitely wouldn't hate you for doing that. Um, like again, it's just Darno. Darno's like really cheap, I think, on DraftKings. At least he was yesterday. He is oh two eight, which isn't bad. I really like Flowers for two seven on FanDuel specifically. I really like that price tag. So he's the guy I'm hoping I'm able to get in there for my cash games and kind of move on. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things. Wait for lineups and see what happens, uh, and kind of uh, you know figure it out from there. Yep, yep. All right, anything else you want to mention here, at catcher? Or should we move on to first base? No, no, let's head over to first. Super loaded position, as always, first base. So many options at first base here. Um, you know, the this is like where you have to decide uh, where you want to get your exposure to and kind of like that first base slot is rarely a spot where you do a one-off. Usually your first base spot you want to correlate to like some kind of mini stack or full stack. Uh, Freddie Freeman's just jumping off the page for me here. And, uh, and on the flip side of that matchup, Joey Votto against Tahiron. Tahiron's absolutely terrible against lefties. Uh, his numbers are, are have always just been so bad against lefties. And, um, you know, Votto is, is just a guy with a ton of upside that hits righties well. So, like, the two of those. And then you put the you put the fact that it's in SunTrust, you know, a nice hitting environment. You, you know, you, you get a lot of upside here for Joey Votto. Joey Votto, 439 Woba, 280 ISO against right-handed pitching, 318 BABIP. And only strikes out 10.5% of the time. So nice low strikeout rate. The, the guy's going to hit, you know, and 35% fly ball rate. So he's going to get the ball up there, you know. Uh, against lefties, Tahiran, just a 16.1% strikeout rate, 11.4% walk rate, which is huge. And uh, we know that Vado is, is a, you know, a nice patient hitter at the plate. He'll get his pitch to hit. But uh, allowing a 338 Woba and 217 ISO. And 479 Sierra against lefties here for Tahiran. So this is just matchup just fits Vado so well. I'm gonna have to say, you know, if I had to find the cap between Vado and Freeman, I'd probably end up just going with Vado. Uh, on the flip side, of that you know Stevenson, who I mentioned too, uh, absolutely struggles against lefties as well. Allows a five five Sierra against lefties, five uh, you know five flat, and uh, 18% walk rate against lefties this season for Stevenson. So my the reason why I probably go Vado over to Huron is just because of that walk rate jump that you got there and Freeman, you know, 14.6% walk rate. I'm worried that Freeman's just going to walk a ton and not get a lot of good pitches to hit. But if he does, Stevenson allowing a 341 BABIP, 220 ISO, 407 WOBA against lefties this season. So if uh, if Freddie Freeman gets a pitch to hit in this nice hitting environment at home at SunTrust, uh, he's going he's gonna to put it out there deep. So I think Vado and Freeman are probably my top two options at first base on the slate. And like I said, it comes down to the cap. I think it's kind of interchangeable on, based on your roster bills. Uh, if you want to go a little bit cheaper, Jose Abreu is a great option in Texas. 93 degree weather, 46% humidity. So uh, everything everything is uh, all good here in this Texas environment to hit. And Abreu just absolutely smashes lefties. Uh, Mar- Martin Perez is a lefty. Like we said, we try not to target him too much because he doesn't really blow up as much as we think he does. But I think that there's a lot of merit to playing Abreu here. Uh 
if you look at uh, Perez's numbers here against righties, you know, uh, allowing a 371 Woba, 190 ISO, 329 Babbitt, 5 Sierra. And uh, Abreu's numbers against lefties this season, 435 Woba, 239 ISO. 429 Babbitt, so he really puts the ball in play against lefties. So Abreu, another guy I really like. And uh, on the flip side of that matchup, too, in that good hitting environment, if you want to be even cheaper than that, Mike Napoli hits lefties really well. Uh, lots of pop in his bat, great hitting environment. His line spot might be a bit concerning. He's probably going to bat in the bottom third of the order, but uh, I think that he would fit well into like some kind of Texas correlation roster build, and, and I would definitely be on board with that. And I said all oh, these guys, and I didn't even get to the cores game yet, which says how loaded first base is right on the slate. So uh, I would probably not play too much Mark Reynolds here. I only really like him against lefties at home. Uh, not saying that he doesn't have the upside. He does, and I think that if you're making a Colorado stack, you definitely got to get Reynolds in there. But uh, if I'm playing, you know, if my most optimal lineups, I'm not going to have Mark Reynolds in there. But I do think that there's some uh, some merit to Thames here against Bettis. And I think that at 4.6K, he's cheaper than Votto. He's cheaper than uh, Freeman on DraftKings. And he is only 100 more than Jose Abreu. So uh, I think if you're looking for some salary savings at first base in a great environment like uh, Chorus Field, Eric Thames is your guy. So that's where I'm at at first base. There's not a lot of great value options I'm going to try to save on, Travis. But uh, I'm definitely going to be paying up at first base at one of the, for one of these guys. How about you? Yeah, I don't think this is the spot to save. Uh, I agree. I like Party at Napoli. I could play him and I'll hate him. I think he's a good play. Uh, if you want to uh, attack Kendall Graveman, I wouldn't hate that. Going with Guriel, like playing a team like the Astros, who probably go under owned uh, today. I mean, people just, you know, they, they're kind of going to, I think they're really going to go overlooked. Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems like they're a team that people might not play today. Like, uh, I feel like people are just going to spend their money elsewhere. Uh, could be wrong, but it just makes a lot of sense to play like a guy like Gary. I love him against Rades. He's been smashing them all year long, so I think he's in a great spot here. Uh, but I think, like like you said, like uh, Freddie Freeman and like Joey Votto, right? These are two guys that everyone are going to be like, uh, you know, just absolutely loving. And one reason I think the Astros definitely go overlooked is because, uh, you know, we're paying for pitching. So it's kind of hard to make, uh, you know, make that team work, obviously, because they'll cost a lot. But yeah, going back to uh, Freeman and Votto, it's like, uh, you know, I'm, they're two, two, two of the best hitters in the league against right-handed pitching, right? Uh, it's really hard to argue that. So, uh, I mean, Whichever one you want, put in there, right? I'm not going to tell you which one's right, which one's wrong. You're making a great decision either way. Uh, so for me, if I had to pick, you tell me to lean one. I think I'm leaning Freeman, but again, it's like it's, it's you know you're picking between two really really great options. Uh, then from there, uh, yeah, like Eric Thames and Coors, he's someone I would consider. Uh, man, he's like the same price as Freddie Freeman though over on Fanduel, so that's pretty frustrating. Uh, and like like Vado, he's the same. Like you know, he's a 500 more. Uh, on DraftKings, it's nice, right? You can plug Freddie Freeman in at third if you want, and then you can get Eric Thames in the outfield or at first base. Uh, there's ways to kind of uh, get both those guys in your lineup if you want. So I would kind of recommend that, obviously, if you want to get both them in because they're in great spots. Mark Reynolds, too. He's another Coors guy, of course, you have to love. And uh, yeah, I'll mention uh, one other guy that I think is an interesting option, Jose Abreu against a lefty. And then don't, I won't forget Ryan Zimmerman against a lefty, too, because uh, he's another guy that can, uh, you know, he can crush the ball uh, pretty yeah, well. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And when, then, so. Not to cut you off, but when Zimmerman breaks the slates with those huge games, it's always against a lefty. And it seems like <laughs> people never realize that for some reason. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's if, if you're looking for cheaper options, those are guys you can go to. But again, it seems like a spot where it's like, uh, you know, there's like the, uh, you know, the, the big three of, uh, you know, Thames, Freeman, and Votto for me. They seem like the top guys uh, on the slate. And uh, like if I was doing the three entry max today, uh, I would just probably play one of each of them, get, get, uh, get ownership on each person and call it a day. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I'll probably, probably find a way to get 
some, you know, I'm probably going to build multiple apps on this slate. It just feels like one of those slates if I'm playing tournaments pretty heavy. So that's the route I'm going to go. Definitely try to get exposure to some of these guys. So uh, if you had to pick, if you're making one lineup, Travis, you had to pick one first baseman, who would it be? Oh, man. Um, I guess I'll say Freddie Freeman, but uh, it's it's tough, man. Like, they're they're all really good plays today. Uh, but I'd probably lean with Freeman. Uh, so, because I, I, I like the idea of, uh, I think we might be getting Flowers back in cleanups. So I get, like, you know, Flowers and Freeman, like, like uh, mini stack kind of. Uh, it depends. I don't know. I see Matt Kemp in the projected lineup. So, I'm curious if he's going to be back today for sure. Uh, maybe there was something on that and uh, I missed it. But, uh yeah, he's uh, a likely activation from the deal on Saturday. It says he's going to be activated. Does that mean he definitely plays? That is that is uh, something we have to see. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Interesting if we can get, uh, you know, maybe maybe do do a uh, Atlanta mini stack. Uh, don't hate that on this slate. Yeah, so the manager did make it clear that when Kemp does rejoin the club, he's going to immediately take a spot back in left field. So, um, so if he is back, if he is activated today, then he's definitely going to be starting. So keep an eye on that. Um, unfortunately, we're not getting any of that D, those DL savings on him. He's four is Yeah, I know. You might not fandle. He was like two eight when he came back. Yeah, he's still two eight. Okay, so, so you'll, yeah. get, you'll get the savings over there at least. Uh, so that's nice. Uh, something definitely to consider. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to second base. Travis, kick us off here at second base. Yeah, so second base. Uh, you know, there's guys at the top I would love to play. Right. I'd love to play Jose Altuve. Uh, he's a guy against uh, Graveman. I would love to play, but uh, salary is a thing. I, it's going to be tough to kind of fit him in my lineups, it seems, today. So that's kind of going to be an issue. Uh, then we have uh, Eduardo Nunez against CC Sabathia. I think he's a great option. Definitely a guy we want to consider. Uh, but a cheap guy, specifically on um, FanDuel, uh, is uh, Scooter Jeanette, right? Uh, Julio Tehran really struggles against left-handed pitching. Uh, and uh, this is a guy that I think I'm going to end up throwing in there. This is a game that I want some nice exposure to, I think, on this slate. So he's a guy that I think you can definitely uh you know fire away with tomorrow he's just in a really good spot and i definitely have an interest in him uh but it's not a spot i love a lot i'm not like you know all in on a lot of these players like if i could pay up again like i want altuve right and if i you know, if i get this course exposure if i could get uh eric you know eric sogard say he's batting first right uh say we get uh you know obviously gila who you can always have interest in him that's fine uh and uh jonathan vr is shortstop eligible now so he's not a guy just second base anymore but uh it's not a spot where there's a ton to play so josh like what are you looking at at second uh again i think for me it's like scooters my uh guy that i'm trying to save with uh specifically on vandal on DraftKings saving wise it's kind of tough uh i mean we have vr he's second base eligible on DraftKings for 4-4 vandal he's not but um man it, there's not much to save for that's a problem like you can go brian dozier for 3-7 i mean he's really talented right uh that's that's the thing that's nice about him getting in there you can get a brandon phillips for 3-7 as like a savings guy uh maybe an ozzy albies there's just not a ton to save with so what are you what are you looking to do at second base josh uh yeah i I do agree with the uh, Scooter Jeanette call. I think that against the Huron, you would definitely want to get as many lefties as you can. And Scooter Jeanette, you know, has that upside. We saw him hit that, uh, was it three home runs in one game earlier in the season, right? So Yeah, he, something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah, he's got some pop in his bat. He's got, you know, in a nice park at SunTrust for hitters, so that's good too. Um, you know, FanDuel, you're a bit limited because you don't have a lot of uh, options at second base you know, you don't have as much flexibility. Like on DraftKings, there's a lot more guys that are second base eligible. Um, you know, like you said, Altuve, but we probably just won't have the cap for that. Uh, you know, if you're looking for some value here, um, 
How much is how much is Janetta Fanduel? He's probably pretty. He's two nine. That's why. Uh, and like three K, three. Yeah, and it's like three K for like Kipnis for against the lefty. Uh, I like Kipnis, but not. I don't like the spot against the lefty as much. But Moncada, he's three K, so I like kind of like him in that getting some course exposure. But yeah, Scooter is like really cheap on Fanduel, and just seems like a guy I'm gonna plug in right now and call it a day. But yeah, DraftKings is even tougher. Yeah, just go just go with Jeanette on Fanduel, and on, on DraftKings you have a bit more flexibility. Um, like one guy I really like that second base eligible here is Howie Kendrick against the lefty. We just know that he matches lefties. Now DraftKings is caught up 5.2K on DraftKings, so you're not getting him at any kind of discount. And especially with that park downgrade in Petco, it's kind of tough to pay that price. But on, on FanDuel, um, if you were going to play him in the outfield, uh, someone call FanDuel. Just I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to text somebody here because uh, Howie Kendrick should not be 2.7. Is that what he is? He's like 2.7, right? Yeah, no, that, that's like way, way, way too cheap. So, um but, yeah, we'll get to him when we get to the outfield, I guess, since he's not uh, second base eligible on FanDuel. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think that we just plug in Jeanette here and call it a day. I think that's the best way to go. Yep, I think, yeah, that's kind of how I'm, uh, I'm I'm thinking about it. And, I mean, again, on DraftKings, right, I, I really would rather just get Altuve, but uh, it's it's very tough to get him in. Salaries, salaries being difficult today. But let's move on to third base, wait, Josh. Wait, wait, uh, about, is there wait any- one more at second base. How about Saladino on, on FanDuel for 2.1? Uh, sometimes he gets a lineup bump too, which would be nice if I get him in a good spot. Um, maybe I get more interest and it just helps get me, uh, helps get me, helps get me another bat probably later on. And yeah, we have Saladino projected in the lineup as number two, which, uh, yeah, cause he gets a lefty. Yeah. It might be something I end up doing. Uh, maybe I'll throw that in for now just as I'm playing along with it. Oh, he's, he's a third base on Vandal. So in DraftKings, I'll just go Saladino, I guess. Uh, oh, he is third sorry. base. Sorry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, second yeah, base yeah, is yeah. so, so handcuffed. Uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. And But the nice thing about Saladino, too, is you can get him at shortstop, too, uh, right? Because we normally don't like shortstop. And, uh, you know, he's another cheap guy. You can, you can throw him in there if you want to uh, on DraftKings. He's over at shortstop or second base. But it seems like second base is where I might fit in Saladino on DraftKings. All right. So let's move on to the hot corner, then. We're on to third base. Uh, third base, you got Freeman. Third base eligible on DraftKings. Still a good play, as we mentioned him at first base. Um, you know, other than that, you're going to have to – find which route you want to go uh, i think it's if you wanted to go with travis shaw i think that's a good spot to go here in cores but he's not going to come cheap uh so i think i definitely have interest in him arenado against woodruff uh not in love with the matchup usually like arenado at home against lefties the most uh but i wouldn't mind him here if you if you're like building a colorado stack and you need some correlation and you have the cap sure go for it you know get get some arenado exposure uh, Rendon, another guy that hits lefties well, gets a good matchup against Travis Wood, but he's in Petco, so you know, keep in mind that he gets the park downgrade. Uh, my top option here, and you know he's not going to come cheap either, it's probably going to be uh, Adrian Beltre, just a career lefty masher, getting a good matchup against Holland, who's been absolutely atrocious this season. You know, the Joker, the funniest guy in baseball, they call him. But uh, yeah, Beltre is just a, you know a guy that has always hit lefties well throughout his career, will continue to do so. Texas uh, has an implied run total of 6.59, man. Like, they have a huge implied run total today. Great hitting environment. And like I said, Beltre against the lefty, top option for me. Now, if I'm looking to save cap, that's 
it's looking like third base is going to be a difficult spot to do so. Um, so I'm going to have to wait till the lineups fall and see if, like, you know, when the lineups come out, if there's a guy at third base that's super cheap that correlates. But I'll probably just try to find a way to get Beltre in my lineup here. How about yeah, so, guys? Josh, I'm running out of money over here at third base. Of course I love Adrian Beltre, but, you're man, you're making it difficult on me with all this uh, all this uh, expensive bats to love. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, of course I love Adrian Beltre here against the lefty. My first look at the slate, I was like, hey, like, I want me some Adrian Beltre. Uh, again, Saladino might become more in play for 2-1 on FanDuel because, uh, man, I, I don't have much, uh, you know, I don't have much money and I'm looking for it. Maybe it's a spot, like, like we talked about earlier about catcher, right? This is a spot where we were thinking about saving with, and now, man, the more and more I look at it, like, we need to make sure that I think we save here and just kind of look for a cheap option, at least in our cash games, right? Uh, you know, and you might want to correlate more in uh, tournaments and you know fit in the stacks and whatnot but uh it's definitely something that's been uh being a little difficult here so far uh but yeah uh, if i can play beltre i want to play beltre uh, definitely a guy that i, I would want to have exposure to uh you know i i don't know it's interesting right like we like zach Granke, but on like DraftKings specifically they kind of are starting to like you know do like the whole uh you know the salary is uh for the matchup and we get miguel sano for three eight like that's kind of crazy to get him at that price tag don't think that's something i'll end up doing but i uh, just wanted to note that uh as a cheapie i like uh, he's three seven on DraftKings, but on FanDuel, i like his price tag more if you're looking for a is Luis Valbuena for 2.4K. I think he's a guy that we can definitely take here in this spot. Uh, he's kind of like a boom-bust guy, uh, but for cheap, the amount of pop he has in his bat, I could see uh, taking him as like a one-off in tournaments. Say you're building your tournament teams and uh, salary's getting tough on you, throw him in there as like a cheap guy that has some pop, and I wouldn't hate that. But at the top for me, right, it's uh, it's uh, Adrian Beltre and Travis Shaw. Uh, you know, Travis Shaw on course, he'd be the guy I would love. And then I even get Manny Machado. I would love to get him in there too, but it's... Uh, Things are getting difficult making teams, right? We're we're struggling to find uh, find some uh, cheap bats, and for me, it seems like it seems like if I can't pay up uh, for third base, what I'm gonna end up doing is I'm gonna just punt this really far down with like a guy like Saladino, Valbuena, even like on Fandle and Ashdrubal Cabrera, who is second in shortstop eligible uh, over there. That's an interesting price tag at three point four, but uh, seems like a day where I'm not gonna live uh, in the mid tier. Just gonna be like either punt or either go way up. It just doesn't seem like there's much in the mid tier that I'm in love with. Yeah, I love that I could go Freeman and Votto, by the way, on DraftKings. I, I really oh, yeah, that. you could go Freeman. That's the day I forgot about him. That's something I, we, well, I talked about earlier at first. But, yeah, Freeman is a guy to love at third base, uh, especially that price tag is still pretty good. It's uh, it's four six, I believe, uh, which is kind of crazy. Uh, four seven. Uh, still, I, I would believe in this matchup he should be like you. If you told me this matchup, I would have said he was five k. So you're getting my, a little discount. I would have said like maybe even like five one five two. So uh, it's probably priced down for the whole sale and everything like that. So uh, yeah, I, I like him a lot though here. Yeah, I'm not afraid to um, to get off of. Uh sale on DraftKings at all, especially in tournaments, just because, you know, to get these big bats in. You know, we've been saying all year that bats have been winning the tournaments, right? Hasn't been the pitching, so... Um, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, oh, man, you're definitely you're definitely making a compelling argument as the slate goes on to, uh, you know, to, to not play uh, sale, but uh, what again, good, what playing... good is What good is all those points out of sale if your bats don't do it? You know what I mean? If you have all these bats that you could outscore it, you know? Yeah, I'm mainly playing cash, though, so I'm just trying to, like, lock in my If amazing, I could get two uh... cheap pitchers or mid-tier pitchers that could get me positive points and then load up on the bats, I'm definitely doing that. 100% doing that on the slate. It's one of the... You just got to go with... You got to go with the script of the slate, you know? And, um, you know, the the way that the script is writing itself right now as we're building rosters is that it's, it's all about the big bats and just trying to find a way to get pitching in that's not going to kill you that's what it feels like for me in tournaments at least uh in cash obviously you want to go sale and try to find cheap bats but 
uh, man, tournaments is just like the game script for me here. You know, the script of the slate is uh, get these big bats in and just try to find pitchers that won't kill you. If they can get you positive points, then that's, that's you know, you take that and, uh, and run to the bank with all these big hitters. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's how I feel, Travis. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not waving the white flag yet, but uh, it's definitely <laughs> getting more difficult on DraftKings. On FanDuel, it's not as hard, so it's one of those things where I've uh, it's been easier on me. So, uh, and I, I've been looking at more FanDuel so far, and but it's definitely been getting more difficult on DraftKings uh, for myself, at least. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. We can move on to shortstop though, if you want, Josh. Yeah, if there's, I mean, if there's anyone that could find good value bats here, I know it's you, Travis. You're very good at that. You know, you're you're one of the best uh cash game maestro uh in the game at uh building lineups and constructing them you really are you're like an you're a creative cash game architect and i love that and it's funny man like even with the you have a great feeling what the chalk is going to be at the same time you have a great feeling where you should pivot in cash games so definitely want to just you know give you a little pat on the back for being such a good cash game player you know because it's definitely not an easy thing so uh but yeah let's move on to shortstop like you said kick us off here travis where you're looking at short Oh uh, yeah, no thanks. Uh, it's tough. Uh, not uh, not not a lot to love. I think like at least because uh, I'm trying to find cheap guys right now. You, you forced my you forced my hand a little bit to kind of look cheap. Uh, specifically on Fanduel, we have two nine for Xander Bogarts. Uh, I'm assuming his prayer absolutely gross uh i mean bogarts is a guy that uh i've been kind of playing a little bit more on fandle because his price tag has been cheaper right and it's just uh a natural against cc sabathia i'm i'm always end, end up gonna be a fan of right it just makes some sense here so he's a guy that i could think i could go for for cheap uh trying to think about how things are going to go uh yeah i don't know i maybe if adam resolves he's not gonna get a big lineup spot that's the problem uh, but yeah, it's gonna be tough. Again, there's uh, this is a spot where uh, there's some good bats to pay up for, right? We have uh, you know Elvis Andrews against Derek Holland. Like, I mean, that's just a great spot. And this guy's been absolutely smoking the ball. Uh, he's just had a really good year. Uh, so Elvis Andrews against a lefty, like that's something I definitely have interest in, right? Makes a ton of sense. Uh, even getting uh, Tim Anderson, right? Getting him in uh, Texas, I don't don't hate doing that. He's a guy I definitely consider uh, for sure on the slate. Uh, I also like Tim Beckham, right? He's 3-3 on FanDuel. I think that price tag is really appealing there. Likely batting first. He's 4-4 on DraftKings. Uh, against a guy like JC Ramirez, who's a guy I haven't been targeting all year, but he's a guy that I've, you know, I've, it depends on the matchup, right? Some matchups are good. So when they're not good matchups, it's kind of a guy I maybe stack up against. Uh, Beckham is a guy that, uh, you know, he's been batting first for the Orioles. Good exposure to a team that has a 5.19 run total. Uh, I kind of think Tim Beckham is the guy I'm going to end up just slotting in there and calling it a day. Uh, if I can, it just seems like a three, three price tag is nice on Fandle. Four, four is a little more difficult. Uh, cause it, you know, once you start hitting four, four, there's other guys I'm starting to think about, right. Uh, you know, there's Marvin Gonzalez against Graveman. Uh, I, I like that spot a lot. Like these Astros are, are you know, just super interesting. And we've got talk about Eric Sogard. If he's batting first, uh, for four, one, that's a nice price tag. Definitely uh, have interest in him there. So, uh, you know, there's, and then, uh, Francisco Lindor, he's only 4K against Vargas, which is just like a really nice bargain. Over there on DraftKings, that's a guy I would love. So uh, it's kind of getting tough here, uh, but I think that's kind of the route I'm thinking. And it sounds like for me, DraftKings, I would play Lindor, and then FanDuel, I would play uh, probably end up playing Tim Beckham. And then if I needed that extra $400 that bad, maybe go down to Bogarts. What about you, Josh? Uh, well, if we're going to look for cheapy cheapies, guys, uh, 2.4K on DraftKings and 2.5 on FanDuel, Brandon Crawford, I think, is a decent option here against Eikhoff. Uh, Eikhoff certainly struggles 
um, struggles against left. Has been hitting. so bad this year. I get it though, but he has been well, so he last, bad. This well, hear year. me out. Last night he bounced back and he got himself a home run. Uh, you know he's starting to see the ball again, which is good. Um, and Eikhoff's numbers against lefties, man: three forty four BABIP allowed, four point two five Sierra, three fifty nine WOBA allowed, thirty one percent fly ball rate. Um, and you know you've got Crawford here, and like you said, he struggled the season, but he still has pop in that bat. He's a guy. He's a guy that could really hit the. He's a cheap home run. You know, you're looking for a cheap home run here, or at least you know someone you know super cheap that'll get you some points. And I think Crawford's the guy. I highly doubt. Um, I think that there's a, a better chance that he gives you some points tonight than he does give you a zero. And at this price tag, you're not going to find any shortstops with the amount of power that Crawford brings to the table and uh, brings to your lineup at this price tag and this position you know the position is super thin too uh i mean if you're gonna pay up elvis Andres is a great play always like me some elvis against the lefty Derek holland like i said absolutely gets matched by righties and uh it's in a good hitting environment texas hot weather 93 degrees 46 percent humidity which is beautiful for hitting so i do like uh some elvis here if i have the cap i know like it's it's just shortstop's not a, a, a very thick position here you know there's not a lot of depth um azubril cabrera also 3.4 against uh whirly here i think that uh he's a good play on uh DraftKings at shortstop on FanDuel. He's only third base eligible. so But he's 2.6 over there. I, I think if you're looking for a cheap third baseman, that's not a bad route to go either, even though he's been slumping pretty hard. Um, yeah, it's just for me, it's just going to come down to, like I said, to, to uh, correlation and roster construction for me. And right now, Andres is fitting my lineup builds where I want to stack up these Texas bats or even game stack this Rangers and White Sox game. And uh, if I'm looking for super cheap, I'm going all the way down to Crawford. Find me, you can't find me another shortstop in this price range that Crawford's in that has the same kind of upside that he has. It just You're not going to find it. Yeah, that's the argument. He's been really bad this year, though. Like he has been bad. Uh, it's it's the I get you want to you know say that his game yesterday maybe he's seeing the ball well. I think you're I think you're just trying to talk yourself into it. He's just been so bad this year. But I get it, right? The, the talent level. Um, it's so if you need a cheap cheap one, I don't hate it, but it's not one I'm uh, running to do. Uh, I, 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 I just kind of want to say again, we talked about Estrubal Cabrera being shortstop eligible and Saladino, so just want to say it again. Uh, they're cheap guys that I think we can get in uh, decent lineup spots, right? Cabrera's probably batting second, same with Saladino. Mets have a 4.84 run total, and uh, Chicago's uh, playing in a hot Texas environment against a guy like Martin Perez. So two guys just to mention that are DraftKings specific that I think uh, are definitely interesting options. But uh, yeah, it's uh, not a spot that, uh, you know, not there's not a like lot to uh, love. And uh, again, like Lindor, I said on uh, DraftKings 4K, I really like that. And uh, Tim Beckham on FanDuel 3-3 is a pretty nice price tag. Yep, yep. Anything else you want to mention here before we move on to the outfield? No, Josh, it's getting expensive. So find me some cheap outfielders, man. I need This is where I got to save. I, I, we're, I've been looking for spots to save. I, I think we have had some, but I need I need a little bit more. Well, we, you kick us off, Josh. Give me, find me some guys that I can save on today. Is there anyone I can save on? Oh, yeah, Jesse Winker, man. Jesse Winker's the guy. 2.3K on FanDuel. He's, like, free. And uh, on DraftKings, you get him for 3.5, going against the Heron, who absolutely struggles against left-handed hitting. And it's in SunTrust, too. And you'll probably see Winker with a nice little lineup uh, lineup spot boost. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't uh, 
be shocked if I saw him batting in, in the, you know, maybe like batting second or batting fifth or somewhere along those lines. Maybe bumping Jeanette up there, too, to bat and higher in the lineup because, you know, it's against the Huron. So, uh, yeah, Winker is a guy I'm really going to have a lot of exposure to. That, that price tag on Fandle is just silly for the upside he has against lefties. I mean, against right-handed hit pitching, you know. And uh, so, yeah, definitely going to have some Winker. And he makes a fine correlation play to my Votto and Jeanette play. So, I like... Stacking, you know, a little mini stack of the Reds there. Feels good in SunTrust against the Huron. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of outfielders. If Kemp is back, I think that there's definitely a case to be made for him. On FanDuel especially at 2.8, you get him at the disabled list. Special price, manager special, one time only at 2.8K. Uh, so you could get some uh, some Matt Kemp there if he's if he's activated in the lineup. Um, I also like me some of these Mets lefties, uh, specifically – uh, Conforto and uh, Nemo, if he's leading off, uh, depending. We got to see. Mets have been rolling out some really wacky lineups, so. Uh, but I definitely think Conforto is the top option on this slate. You're not going to get him cheap though, so if that's a guy that you really want to get in there, I you know I think that you could definitely make a case for getting, uh, getting some Conforto in your lineup. Uh, and then we also really like this White Sox and Rangers game in Texas. Uh, Carlos Gomez is a guy I really like. I think that he's uh, someone that you should definitely have some exposure to on the slate, and we might even see him uh, hitting a little bit higher in the lineup. We'll see. Uh, depends. You know, I know they like to roll out Delano De Shields leading off against lefties, but sometimes we've seen Gomez take that leadoff spot too. And if since it's the weekend, we might see something like that. Maybe they'll want to rest uh, De Shields. Uh, and then we move on to that Coors game, man. Lots and lots of Coors bats. Now, these aren't very cheap options, but, I mean, Blackman, Parra, and Gonzo on that Rocky side, man, it's just, they almost have, their implied run total is almost seven, by the way, the Colorado Rockies. It's just absolutely insane on this slate. And Blackman at 5.8K and Parra 4.9, Cargo 4.2 on DraftKings. Uh, not cheap at all, and they're not cheap on FanDuel either, um, but... Like, oh, man, you want to get some exposure to these outfielders, uh, these Colorado outfielders, the lefties. I mean, like, I'm definitely going to make at least one lineup where I stack all three of them in there. Uh, let's see what their prices are on FanDuel. Yeah, okay, 5K for Blackman, 3.9 for Para, Cargo 3.7. So you're not getting them super cheap either. On the flip side of that, Thames is outfield eligible on DraftKings, so you can get them in there. And I do think Ryan Braun is a good play, too, if you're going that route. And uh, Howie Kendrick, just too cheap on FanDuel, man. If you're looking so like, okay, there, I gave you three cheap outfielders on FanDuel. Yes, for cheap outfielders, Travis, you could go You could go with uh, Winker for 2.3. You could go with, you could get in uh, Matt Kemp at 2.8 if he's in the lineup. And you get Howie Kendrick at 2.7. Super cheap outfielders. There you go. Yeah, no, yeah, so that that helped. I actually had uh, had a bunch of them, and like I was looking at them, and uh, so those are guys I already have considered that I have in there. More cheap guys, I'm just going to mention because, like I said, like it's kind of been a, a common theme. Me looking for some cheap guys throughout, um, and I, you know, I I knew coming up that we had some outfielders coming up, but like like Brandon Nemo, right? If he's batting first, I would definitely like to play him. Uh, it, I mean, I don't love playing him, but hey, it's kind of a guy that uh, you know. I'm looking for some cheap guys, so I wouldn't hate getting him in there, right? He's a guy that can, uh, you know, just help me get in those bigger bats that we talked about earlier that I absolutely love. Uh, I forgot to talk about Chris Young, right? Like, uh, Josh, you missed him against CC because you love CC's Bathia too much, but uh, he smashes left-handed pitching. Uh, Team BVP would not like it. He's three for 14 against him, but, man, uh, Chris Young can smash lefties. If he gets a good lineup spot, would have interest in him. I also like Ben Revere against Gaussman. Again, Gaussman's a guy I may not want to attack, but uh, Ben Revere, if he's batting first, I don't hate him. Getting, like, a lefty uh, against uh, Steven 
Stevenson, Matt Adams wouldn't hate him. I love the Matt Kemp call. You know, for two eight, that's just a really cheap price tag. You could even go a guy like Marcakis, right? Uh, you know, I don't love Marcakis. At, you know, I don't love rostering him. He's not a guy, and I'm a fan of rostering. But for two eight, if you're looking for a cheapie and you're doing a brave stack, I don't hate it. Uh, and then uh, for two nine, though, I know the Shields, right? Just more Texas, ex- more Texas, Texas exposure uh, like that. You know, as an option that you can definitely consider going up a little bit more. Uh, people may not find it appealing because it's lefty lefty, right? Uh, but we're going to get some uh, Chicago White Sox bullpen too. But since you chew, he's only three, two, that's like a really nice price him uh would definitely want to uh be considering him also just to talk about the uh you know we talked about all the braves outfielders so far let me mention uh, uh ender inciarte uh he's a guy that uh you know i'd probably rather find the 300 than play marcakis uh you know batting first in a decent spot you know don't hate going to him as an option um uh, but yeah, uh, talking about these uh, Astros bats, right? Uh, you know, getting a Reddick Springer and a Beltron would love to get them in there. They're kind of seeming like the stack I think I'm going to want to uh, play that I don't think people are going to. I just, I don't know why. I mean, it, for some reason, it sounds like people aren't going to play them from what I'm thinking in my head. Maybe everyone else is talking about them. Maybe they do get touted up. I don't know. But in my first look in my head, I'm thinking, ah, people are going to avoid the Astros, right? Because we talked about, uh, we talked about, you know, cores, right? The uh, the run total there is uh, seven, right? We have this Texas team that's been absolutely smashing the ball. Uh, you know, all week long, people have been loading around Texas, and it's Derek Holland, right? So that just makes sense. People are just going to play that instead. Uh, this Braves run total jumps out to me, right? 5.33. Uh, maybe maybe people will go to the Astros instead, and maybe then the Braves go in a run around. But one of these is probably going to go in a run. Like I said, those other two lead that kind of like lead the charge, in my opinion, like the Rockies and the um, Rockies and the. Uh, the Texas bats are going to be like the two chalky options. We also have the Red Sox, right? A 5.06 run total. They're another team that, uh, you know, we've talked about a little bit, uh, haven't loaded up on, but there's some options to consider. So uh, I don't know. The Astros, I, I just, I think that's a team I'm going to really like today. and just wanted to kind of mention that. I was talking about the outfield. Um, but yeah, uh, looking at the top, right. If I have money, it's a problem, right? I don't know if I'm going to have the money to do all this, but if I do, right, I want Charlie Blackman against Montero. I would love Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, I would love getting into Mike Trout, but in like a Ryan Braun and Coors would love that too. There's a lot of options like at the top here, but it just seems like a position where I'm going to be end up, uh, end up kind of uh not 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 uh fading at the top but not getting a lot of exposure at the top if i go cheap at pitcher it's likely going to be uh you know doing a lot of correlating with my outfielders and maybe you know if i'm say i am playing an astro stack right making sure i get george springer in there say i'm playing a, a brewer stack i'll make sure to throw ryan braun in there and just get at least one uh expensive outfielder in my, within my stack uh is that it for you josh or anything else well hunter pence is also super cheap on DraftKings. he's 3.6 i just want to point that out there too if you want to like correlate to crawford for some value plays uh you know a lot of these san francisco bats are very cheap so if you want to get some uh some exposure here i don't think it's a bad route to go uh hunter pence is also 3.4 on FanDuel, a little bit more expensive you know relative to the cap sizing over there and also want to mention i mentioned carlos gomez he's been out for a few games and they're not sure what's going on with him if he's going to be on the dl or if they're just sitting him for other reasons so uh just keep an eye on that in case he's not in the lineup if he's not the line shields is also a fine play so just want to put that out there but uh yeah uh i think that's uh you know, it's 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 just going to be a slate where it's like you either go with the pitching and find cheapies, or you go, you know, you low up on bats and try to take a shot on some of these cheaper pitchers. I don't think there's any other way around it. You know, that's just what it feels like. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. And one last thing I want to note, just as a cheap guy that you could get in, get it uh, that you could end up getting in there is uh, Anthony Santa San. Uh, what is it? Santander. Anthony Santander. Uh, he's two three on DraftKings. If he does get the lineup spot, I don't know if he will against J.C. Ramirez. 
Uh, he is a he's a switch hitter, so there's a chance they had him in there yesterday. Um, I think that was against the lefty though, so uh, I don't know. I just figured I mentioned him if he's in if he does crack the lineup, he's a cheap option and maybe he helps to get in that last bat that you really like. And uh, you know, he's uh, I've heard uh, good things about him as a prospect yesterday, so uh, you know, he's a guy to consider as well. All right, awesome. Anyone else you want to mention here, or should we move on to our stacks of the day? Nah, yeah, let's head over to the stack of the day. You want to kick us off, Josh? Sure. Uh, so for the stack of the day, we talk about our favorite tournament stack. Anytime there's a Coors game on the slate, we uh, you know keep keep that game off because obviously you always want to stack games in Coors Field. If you don't know that by now at this point in the season, now you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, if we're going to talk about stacks here. I think there's a few routes we could go. Um, and... Uh, you know, I think it's going to come down for me between, you know, between this game at SunTrust and uh, this game in Texas. So uh, for me, though, I'll just I'm just going to go with the Rangers. I think the Rangers will be my stack of the day today. Uh, get a great matchup against Holland. Love these righties and even these lefties like Chua Mazar, as you mentioned. They'll get a shot. They'll get a nice crack at this bullpen, probably a good healthy crack at this bullpen. And Chu is not as bad as against lefties as you would think. So. Uh, definitely like these Texas Rangers bats. They're going to be my stack of the day. 6.59 implied run total, too. So uh, Vegas has a lot of faith in them as well. And, uh, yeah, so I'm definitely going to be going with the, with the Rangers stack in tournaments today. How about you, Travis? Oh, uh, yeah. So it's uh, ah, it's kind of tough. I'm trying. I I know who I want to say. I don't know if I can do it, though. Uh, I, think, I think you guys know who I want to say at this point. I don't know. It's just... Uh, Oh, this is tough because uh, the problem is, is the money, right? They're all expensive, right? The Houston Astros is who I want to say. They're uh, they're just so expensive, and for me, I don't know if that's going to be like the the kind of approach I end up taking. For me, I, you know, I'm going to go with the Braves. I think uh, that's the team I like the most here. They're the team that's kind of popping the most for me uh, with everything I look at, and just like salary wise, it just makes a ton of sense. Uh, so. Uh, I like how the run totals, uh, you know, trending upward too. Uh, Vegas likes thinks this game is going to, uh, you know, definitely go over and uh, have a lot of hitting involved. Uh, it's also hot there. It's like eighty, I think it's eighty-eight degrees. I think it is. Uh, yeah, eighty-eight degrees. Wind blowing out, only six miles an hour. It's not crazy, uh, but. Uh, I just like the price tags on some of these, uh, you know, some of these uh, these uh, Braves bats. So uh, for me, I'm going to stack up the Braves. I think they're the guys that I end up going to. And, uh, you know, some of those options, right, like we talked about, like a Marcakis and a uh, guy like, uh, you know, even like an Inciarte, we like, but we don't love. So you can kind of get creative then and go like maybe an Ozzy Albies for cheap or a Dan B. Swanson just because uh, – you know, those other uh, guys we talked about are not super appealing. It's not like I feel like, oh, man, I'm fading Nick Markakis. This is going to be so difficult to do. So uh, get creative with your Braves stacks, right? I think that's a good idea on this slate. And uh, I'm going to go with the Braves as my stack of the day. All right. Very good. So we did it. We covered the slate for you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, give us both a follow on Twitter. If you haven't already, you can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. We're very happy to put on uh, another show for you guys. Love being here on the weekends for you guys. Feel free to shoot, shoot over any questions or comments or uh, you know anything. You If you want to interact with us, feel free to do so on Twitter. We love talking with you guys. As the lives come out, I'm sure there's going to be some questions that might pop up. We'd love to give you any uh, any help that we can give you. Um, you know that's that's what Roto Grinders is here for to, to help you guys. Uh, you know we we fully believe in. Uh, teaching Amanda Fish rather than giving Amanda Fish in DFS terms. So uh, if there's anything we can help you with, feel free to reach out. But uh, other than that, we'll see you guys tomorrow back on the weekend grind. Enjoy your Saturday. It's a beautiful day here on the East Coast, so hope you got some good weather. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace out, grinders.
pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.